Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. Loved it. It was actually <laughs> funny to watch and be like, that was the baby from three scenes ago, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but I just want it like the first time. It's nothing I know, like the first time. Act- oh, it's nothing like the first time. <laughs> well, luckily. <laughs> yeah, thank, God, thank God on my end too. Thank God. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek Podcast. In this episode, Hannah and I are talking about Bump, which is a pretty new Australian TV show that premiered on Stan at the start of this year. If you haven't watched it and plan to, this episode will have a lot of spoilers, and this is also your reminder to watch it because it is great. Hannah and I absolutely loved Bump. We thought it explored a lot of themes that we don't see depicted in this specific way. And despite the fact that there were no people in the show that reflected us in terms of where we are in our life, we found a lot of themes very relatable and we definitely connected with some of the characters. Bump is not your typical teen pregnancy show. For example, in the very first episode, the main character Ollie does not find out she's pregnant by peeing on a stick. She finds out by giving birth almost in a cubicle at her school and she has a completely surprised pregnancy. She wasn't expecting it at all and the series goes to chronicle her growing relationship with her baby. Let's get into the episode. I hope you enjoy it. I'm more of a fan of the canon. Oh yeah. Like a bow, 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 as opposed to a <laughs> your horn. No, no. <laughs> Let that sit in the air for a while. <laughs> I like the silence. <laughs> okay. Bump. Bump. We're obsessed. We actually are obsessed. Like, it's not often that we have something that crosses over our interests so well. Like, there's not really things that we, like, agree on in terms of, like, things we watch and and read. Yeah, actually, no, not at all. Yeah, because we don't even have the same taste in media, really. No. Apart from Gaga and Miley. I mean, I like Gaga, but I'm not obsessed with Gaga like you. The only crossover we have is Miley Cyrus and now a show about teen pregnancy. Yeah, we love it. Well, teen birth, really. Yeah. Did you know that was going to happen in the first episode? I knew because I'd been told before I watched it. Okay. I didn't know. I was so confused. I think because it was called Bump, I was like, oh, pregnant. I think I knew she was going to be pregnant. I think it's like an important differentiator because it changed the whole game of the plot, whereas it's like such a casual plot to be like, I'm pregnant. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. And then she has to like go to school pregnant. Then everyone like judges her. It's a very tired plot. It is. But it's excellent. The fact that like you kind of obviously know that she is telling the truth when she says, like, it was concealed, I didn't know about it. Yeah. Because, like, someone like her just... That that situation would have to happen in order for her to have a baby, essentially. Yeah, exactly. I think... I don't remember who I was talking to who said this. Anyway, they were like, I just don't believe... Like, it's not believable that she didn't know she's pregnant. Yes, it is. And I was like keep watching yeah um and also like concealed pregnancy is a real medical thing that's the thing and one of the things that i i constantly think about is like concealed pregnancy is kind of like the horror story that you always know someone who knew someone yes that's one of the things that i think makes it believable to me is like it's kind of like it's not an old wives tale like you know someone that this happened to or you have a friend that knows someone yeah or you read about it on the internet but it's because like a lot of smaller women especially don't show if they have a small baby and a lot of the time we equate these things to like weight gain from stress and Mm -hmm. blah 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 and you can still have periods some women have you know anemia which then causes them to yeah. not have periods for yeah. a long period of time so i don't think it's that far of a stretch like I exactly think obviously for people who have consistent periods and would gain like some people gain 20 kilos in a pregnancy mm. like obviously and i'm not an expert in pregnancy i'm not even I, it terrifies me every day the thought that i might ever carry a child yeah but when i i saw that i thought they 
actually did it exceptionally well. I thought so too. And then she also said, like, Ollie, who's the main character, mm. who is the one who has the baby, says that she had a few periods. She yeah. says that to her best friend. And she also said, I thought that I'd just gained a bit of stress weight. Yeah. That was like her, the kind of explainer. But I also like that they didn't go to such lengths. Like, they didn't really make it a huge part of the show. No. Which I really liked. Like, one of my favorite parts of the show in the first episode, the, the thing that I saw that I was like, oh, I'm obsessed with this show, mm. was the full frontal full menstrual cup yes. full of blood i think and i think they it was it was quite a dramatic for show thing the way they did it like where she actually like it's like i can't find it and then yeah, pulls it was out getting this full stuck. cup yes but it's excellent because yeah you've got this whole drama happening in one scene but i was struck by that too yeah i was completely struck when that happened i was like that's so excellent it was it was genius yeah. and it was so basically it was in a cubicle and this woman this girl i'm saying girl because they were they're school girls yeah um is in a cubicle like trying to pull out her diva cup yeah. and then just like two stalls away ollie the main character is literally having a baby yeah and so it was like kind of set up as though like oh like you know two kind of sides of yeah. you know women's reproductive system and also it was like as she was pulling and trying to get the the cup out ollie was kind of like looking like she had like a look of kind of fear about her and you kind of were like oh she's just realized that she doesn't know when she had a last period yeah. and it kind of like all kind of came together yeah exactly it was great i completely agree i loved it because it was funny because um i first was recommended the show when my best friend and her partner um, had watched it because they knew someone that plays a supporting role on the show. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we watched it to see him, yep. but like, it's really, really good. And yeah. they explained the plot to me and I was like, huh, interesting. I think that would be good something to, for us to recommend, like a progressive show, an Australian show, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But a lot of the time I have a lot of a deep mistrust for a lot of Australian productions. I don't know why. I've just seen a lot of terrible Australian movies in my time yeah. and TV shows and I'm like, oh, there's some cult classics. Like when you think about like things like Heartbreak High, H2O Just Add Water, like, oh my God, so good, right? Yeah. But I think in, especially in now, it's kind of hard to expect an Australian show to have such an impact to be like a cult classic and also because media is like so overwhelmingly overwhelmingly american i mm. think that we just kind of just like oh australian like that's gonna when be you hear an australian shit. accent you immediately like my brain immediately processes it as like lower quality yes. i don't know why it does that but yeah. i think it's because a lot of the time these shows try to americanize themselves yeah but bump doesn't oh it's just so proudly australian yeah and it's so i love it because it's a mix it's a diverse range of actors yeah it's a really really healthy mix of cultures mm -hmm. and it really represents our community i think yeah I mean, it's, it it's going does. for inner west sydney yes um, which is a very prominent well-off area mm -hmm. but i think it becomes it becomes like in some ways a tourist sort of like um representation like you've got the anzac bridge they're walking past like every day when they're on the way to school and mm -hmm. i like that it kind of shows like you've got the harbor you've got the inner west it's very vibey it's very cool yeah but at the same time it's not too sort of um forced in a way that it's like you you can tell that this is made for an american audience yeah exactly well it, even things like they wore their uniforms yeah and like it was like a very believable school uniform it was and they like they you, you could tell because they had a sports uniform a school yeah. uniform they didn't try to make it like too prim and proper like you you couldn't even discern whether it was private or public no like i liked all of those things it just like a regular school yeah yeah i really liked that um i thought i actually found my least favorite part of the show to be oh i guess we can't really it's hard to spoil don't, the, don't listen if you haven't watched yeah it. <laughs> the affair between the santi's father the pe teacher yeah and ollie's mother 
Yeah. Which, what does she do? Uh, I think, I don't think it, they ever isn't say. she an English teacher? Is she a teacher? Yeah. Yeah. I think she's an English, I thought she was an English teacher, but I don't know why I thought that now. She's mm. a teacher though. Yeah. They're, they're both teachers. I found that to be the least believable part one because <clears throat> he would be punching Claudia Carpenter's heart. <laughs> But he's got like the cool PE teacher guy. No, thing he going. doesn't. He has the annoying dad thing going. Really? Yeah, I found him so like ugh. Interesting. Yeah, sorry. I'm really sorry. I didn't think much about him to be honest. Sorry, Mr. Hernandez. I just didn't. I just thought like it was a weird setup. I think he he was his. I. Hmm. I have no comment to be honest. I haven't thought about it this. this I, well, I only okay. So I watched it by myself in one sitting, mm-hmm. um, sort of like on new, the week of New Year's, yep. and then last week I watched it with my best friend, all ten in, across three nights. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like we both were watching it for the second time. So then we could like commentate with each other about what we thought about different things. Yeah, right. Mostly we just yelled suppress the suppressor <laughs> yeah. all the time because then we go like it means surprise so they're literally yeah. like <laughs> Haley was like at what point do they stop saying you are a surprise to this baby <laughs> like, oh yeah when does it stop being a yeah. surprise <laughs> cute i liked how much spanish there was in it as well because that's another thing you don't often see in australian movies like yeah. if you you know because we are very a very multicultural yeah. um country you don't i guess that's kind of weird actually we are so multicultural, yet we never see that. That's the thing. There's no representation in Australian yeah. I really think that. I think they yeah. just, And I think it was such a – it wasn't just like a tokenistic use of culture. No. I think it was like inherent and it was like constantly pushed as like this is going to be part of this child's life. So it needs to be part of your life. Yes. And it's like an integration thing. Yeah. But in a really healthy – I think it was done really well. Yeah. And even as a – I mean, my, I like – from an outsider perspective my family is italian so there are some like parallels between latina and hispanic culture and um like mediterranean Mm. italian culture but from what i have seen elsewhere and from what i've learned from elsewhere the uh, family structure is very true to Mm. um how it actually would be like it's portrayed very accurately like with the um, grandparents living there and um, even the kind of more traditional family roles everyone takes on in Santi's family. Yeah. Um, and the, like, skipping between um, Spanish and English. Like, yeah. that's something that happens a lot in, not as much now because my nuno has passed away, but in our Italian side of the family. Like, yeah. so much of that. Like, just switching between the yeah. two and still, like, very like true to the italian culture i also liked how much they made those cultural differences plot points yes like the baptism and also the sort of like headbutt that occurs between ollie and santi's girlfriend at the time yeah um regarding like the protests that are happening in chile at the time yes. and blah 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 I like yep. those they make sort of actually prominent political issues mm. religious differences cultural differences um like an amicable and interesting debate rather than like something that's going to tear apart or like make it ignorant it's more just like how do we approach this as a family? Like, I think yeah. they make it a really wholesome part of the show. Yeah, exactly. And I know that, because and because, like, I'm kind of going back to what I said before, because we are such a multicultural country, there are so many people who actually do, like, people of our generation who were born in Australia, their parents were probably born in Australia, but they still do have those very prominent cultures in their family, in yeah. like more extended family. So I really liked that. I loved the 
um, episode with the baptism. Yes, same. I thought that was so good. I thought it was so good because it brought together a lot of issues in the show, like about Ollie's security in the way she looks and feels and the fact that she'd been living out of home and that uncomfortability with like the way she dressed and the way she presented and her own beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a really interesting way to sort of display how strong she is as a person, but like how to come to terms with like meeting in the middle and and, and compromise. It was, it was a complex episode. I don't know how I felt in the end. Like I probably wouldn't have, if I was the mother of a child, I actually probably wouldn't have baptized my child. Yeah. That's because I have very, very strong personal beliefs about religion. I thought a lot about this because I have strong personal beliefs about religion as well. And then I think you could argue both sides. And I probably Mm. have argued both sides because like, if you, if say we were in Ollie's position, you can either say, no, I'm not getting my child baptized because I don't, I'm not a believer in the Catholic Mm. church and I don't want to be affiliated with religion. Or you could say, well, this means nothing to me. So if it means something to you, then that's what I think off she you did. go. Yeah. Exactly. And I love that she came back. Like, because yeah. I thought, oh, she's like gone. Um, she's never going to come back. Like problems well, are kind of, afoot. I loved it when she lay down and it was like she was exhausted. But yeah. I, I, I know exactly that that moment was done so well because like in that moment, you're absolutely exhausted, but something crucial is happening. Yeah. And this sort of like organized powerful strong person inside i was like how could i possibly go to sleep right now yes i love that she was just like lying there like well i'm I'm not getting any benefit from this yeah and just decides to like get back up and obviously like that is such a telltale sign of like a woman doing so much i know like so much and i felt that you just kind of break for her that she's like and he like runs out of the church and it's like so she's like what are you doing she's like i'm coming back yeah i'm fine we will get through this yeah and also she's like i don't want to talk about it right yeah (laughs) and i really respect i think that's the exactly the right decision she made when she was like i can't yeah but will you like i thought it was i really thought it was perfect me too i loved it and i think yeah that moment where she tried to go to sleep is like i don't know if you've ever had these these um ex- like times or moments in your life but it happens to me like sometimes where you're like you're like at the absolute edge and mm. you're like i can't take it anymore whether it's because you're stressed or tired or too many people are asking stuff from you that's a personal one <laughs> and you just like for a moment like this happened to me so many times just like start crying except then like two seconds later you're like i don't have time, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm done crying. No, that's, Moving on. That's exactly like, and that's how I feel like she feels so yeah. often. I also love the scene where she's trying to get her assignment in. It's like the same episode, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And that he's sleeping and he's like, you oh, know, don't worry yes. about it. And she's like, I have, like, it's such yeah. a reflection of the mental load, which we talk about a lot. Yes. The mental load, do. like the sort of like the mother takes on, like mm-hmm. I have to organize these things. And I also think, so they as like a motive that they kind of keep coming back to, which is obvious, but you you think about it more in the contrast of like the fact that he wants to be there as a dad. Yeah, he's so good about that. But at the end of the day, it's her body literally that, that child requires. Yeah. So no matter what, how much effort he wants to make in like taking the baby for a walk or like like she has to like she has to be present all the time. Yeah. Because that baby needs her so physically yeah. and so constantly yeah. that she can't just exit. It's just like, it's such a um, symbol, I think, of the difference between like the mother's requirement versus like the father's like fleeting ability in a yeah. way. Like, I think it's really important. I think it's done well because you constantly like, oh, she's got the baby. Like always she's yeah. got the baby. Yeah, she always has a baby. And I think that actually, and I know that kind of thing has been touched upon in media previously, mm. but I think like the way, and I don't know if it's because it's Australian or it's um, kind of portrayed by someone closer to my age, mm. but I, I think that was like it kind of hit home for me a bit more watching it in, in yeah. this. And I don't know if it's 
like it could be so many reasons um i think that bump was just so much less polished than a lot of media that i have previously consumed like it was much more real yeah. um in but so it was many designed that way it was polished exactly in that way to look yes that way. of course yeah. yeah yeah but as a like an initial i mean i like to i like to analyze shows when i'm watching them but yeah. i also like to like allow myself to get swept up yeah in them um and there were definitely i mean things were definitely polished like I mean, I think the, like, sex scenes were great and, like, very close, like, a closer um, example of what, you know, real life is like. Absolutely. From everything from um, Angus Samson having the affair. Yeah. Um, and then sort of p- attempted sex scene between um, Ollie and Lockie mm-hmm. and then the sex scenes between Ollie and Santi and the sex scenes between, yeah, her dad and Birdie, between everyone's yeah there was a lot but i think they're done in a way that's kind of like it's it's not besides one with ollie and santi they're not like oh it's beautiful and sweaty yeah it's very much like oh god like (laughs) it's like more about the mood that surrounds the sex yeah like it's an authentic mood yeah it's not like oh my god swept up in the moment it's like oh my god i'm catching my dad having an affair on this girl's boat yeah like (laughs) shit it's done so well and they're like totally in the moment and, and i love the reaction because something i constantly hate in shows this is just like a personality thing i think but you know when the character just doesn't quite say it yeah i never felt like that in this show yeah i never yeah. felt like they were holding back or being like disingenuous i always felt like this person stepped up to the moment and said how they felt and it wasn't mm-hmm. some like dramatic over the top thing it was just like actually what i can imagine someone saying yeah yeah it was like it felt more real and that's what i liked about it being australian as well as i was like oh it's just quite organic yes it is and i like how they were it was the cast was so diverse without like in quotes you even noticing because i think a lot of people do it's like very uh, it comes through on the screen when it's like tokenistic diversity and it's kind of like people from different backgrounds like playing into their stereotypes and things like that but this was like so very authentically diverse in the and it was like a true representation of australian culture absolutely Um, i mean i grew up in a small town it wasn't particularly diverse but you know for a place like sydney yeah like that is quite authentic when i grew up in sydney and when i went to my first high school which was in sydney which is in like the sort of southwest of sydney um i was the only person in my class that couldn't speak a second language really yeah interesting so there was only i think four white kids in my class Mm -hmm. and then in my elective classes i was the only white kid interesting which is so interesting because then i went to orange which was like there was no diversity like there was there was nothing yeah Mm. so it was kind of like i really saw both sides and that is what a sydney classroom looks like and it's so much more interesting yeah it is because people come from so many different interesting backgrounds and there's so many different ideas all the time and i think actually the thing i thought about it was i loved the diversity in the cast and in the school and how authentic i actually thought like this is what your year 11 classroom looks like yeah you live in a major city like Mm -hmm. it does and it adds something, but it's it's so not forced. It was just like enjoyable because everyone had something different to say. Mm. The other thing I will say is I thought that because of the types of personalities that were on display as the main characters in school, those people and those personalities wouldn't be in the same group. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like towards the end when it's like Vince, Rima, Ollie, Santi, yeah. um, Lockie and is it Jake? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, Zach. That's Zach. It. They wouldn't be like like the the gang you know what i mean because they're so different in terms mm-hmm. of like academic interest like 
groups clicks i thought that was kind of the point that it was kind of like a is it because of the baby weird group yeah i think it's because it's like two groups coming together basically i guess but i i thought like would that happen i guess it's because of the baby so i guess that is the point but at the time i was like eh, that's the only thing i'd question yeah who's your favorite character ollie really sorry to be basic no mine is like <laughs> on a base level it's probably ollie but my i love vince vince yeah. does so, i just think vince does so like such an underrated win. yeah also the scene where they like got high and lost that lizard was really funny, so funny. i just i'd forgotten it until now no my favorite bit with vince is when he like turns to santi and he's like you gotta fix it with ollie bro like i need my queen rima <laughs> That's like, right. I think he's telling him to meditate. Ever. Yeah. I know. He's like, just like, like, it's so funny. Or when he's like, I we should go down there and get your baby because, you know, those people do those weird things and they make videos with babies. I think you should go grab your baby right now oh, so you yeah. can do that. It's like so funny. <laughs> and he keeps saying, like, oose, like U C E, you know, that word, like, use. Yes, yes. I yes. love that the language is so, like, in a West, like, it does it so well, like, for school kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so good. The relationship between Ollie and Rima I liked as well. Yeah, same. I don't think it was overdone. Like, I think in those sort of shows, it always has to be like, we're besties. Yeah. And we spend every minute in each other's Code pockets. Codependent. One yep. of the best scenes with Rima too is when now uh, she's spewing into the toilet and Claudia Carvin, Ollie's mum, walks past. And she's like, oh, get out. You respect me too much to see me like oh, this. Yeah. And it's like so <laughs> funny. That's exactly what a drunk kid would say to their like, friend's mum. It's not about... Your, your, like their respect for you. It's like you have too much respect for me, so you can't see. Like, I yeah, you love can't see that. Me like this. Yeah, no, I really liked it, and I liked how they kind of like at times like called each other out as well. I think yeah. that was like quite genuine. I, it's I, not yeah. just like it wasn't because usually the way that I see like female friendships, it is either that like obsessed with each other, codependent type thing, or competitive, or yeah. yes, or like a secret. Like one of them upsets the other, and then they hold it in for like yeah. ten episodes. Or you've kind of got like the different parental tropes where it's either like yes, Mrs. Or it's like yeah. your mom and I are best friends. Like yeah. I text her. The in between is perfect. The yes. in between of like oh, Ange, blah 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 blah. Like you're just chatting to them, like you're their friend. Mm-hmm. Like you can enjoy your children's friends but like it's not weird yeah it's not weird either way like i like how that they play into like actually authentic australian relationships yeah yeah i think one of i didn't actually think about at the time but now that i we're like talking about i think that one of my favorite things is that it was so authentically australian not trying to be anything else yeah and um there was something like so small that i really enjoyed because it was filmed during the pandemic during Mm. 2020 there was like a few mentions of the pandemic like there was one part where ollie was doing her assignment and she talked about how many um girls will not go back to school because of the pandemic yeah and did you notice in the it must have been the last episode or the second to last after the um christening when they went back to ollie's place the dad was like doing some elbow bumps oh i didn't notice that yeah it was such a small thing it was kind of like a it was like a jokey like oh are we doing elbow bumps oh they're so lame haha <laughs> kind it's of kind thing of funny because it's not exerting that it has to be defined by the fact that it was made during coronavirus mm. but it's saying like historically if you watch the show yes. you know whether it's before or after yes i like that yeah i really like that too and i think there's been a bit of a and i'm not the first person to talk about this but there's been a bit of a um uh thing i guess for lack of a better word hmm. i can't think of any anyway where when we're watching tv at the moment you kind of like and i mean in australia we're kind of like in quotes over coronavirus yeah um but in the height of it like seeing people hug on tv you're like oh Oh, you can't do that. Or like yeah. shake hands. It was kind of a bit like, oh, wow, weird. Yeah. Um, whereas this one, they, 
I don't know, like embraced it as part of yeah. it's it's so like very small. Are you up to because you're rewatching now? Yeah. Are you up to the end? Done. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's like such a small thing and it's like perfect. I think it it almost could have been improvised. When I saw it, I was like, I wonder if that was improvised because it was so like the way that you It was so minor. Yeah, and the way that you actually interact with people like nowadays in the real world when people are just like, oh, like, are we doing the elbow bump thing? Yeah, <laughs> I it, don't. Oh, okay, we're hugging, cool. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, I loved it. It was it's, so, it's so, so it's tiny very little. Realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I really liked about it is the subtle but really harsh. Like, Ollie is given an attitude as a character that mm-hmm. kind of wanes. It goes up and down, yeah. I think, throughout the whole show. But I love the way they kind of approach her like trauma following the birth mm-hmm. and down to the fact that she's just got a fucking horrible attitude when they're like um you know you're gonna have to oh you're calling it in it it's a her and she's like oh it's a bit early to be putting your gender norms on it isn't it yeah, like yeah. I, think, I love it because she's extremely traumatized like a site comes to visit her like there's all these things happen um i love the way that they portray the fact that she's like completely disconnected from this baby who she feels like has just ripped her body open mm-hmm. um and she I, wasn't prepared for i also love like her like snipes that are just really clever like even when rima comes to visit her at the hospital and she's like i just think that if that's how humans have babies how have we even biologically made it this far <laughs> i think that's hilarious that's something i said like a couple of months ago like yeah. i was th- i watched a video on childbirth and i was like honestly the pain and the, the, what we tolerate <laughs> Right, as women it's a true hijacking like yeah. i can't even, and i love that i think they do it well because i think that the way and i wrote this about this in the, the review i wrote for the show which you can see linked in the yeah, description you can. <laughs> <laughs> something i wrote about in the review was that i constantly thought when through the sort of hospital stage was that what it portrays even after they go home and when she's starting to breastfeed and things is like one it can happen to anyone. Yeah. It doesn't discriminate and it's not to do with your socioeconomic status, your academia, your ca- capacity. It's just, it doesn't really discriminate like a mistake like this. And it's not mm. a mistake, but for some people, it could, they, like in this case, it's considered like, oops. Yes. Yeah. And then An unplanned. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, is like the way that they show like her body and like her feelings towards, especially like the breast milk and things mm. is like, it showcases that the way that a baby hijacks your experience like as a physical being in the world is something that affects all women yeah like it's shown through this young person that's like totally caught off guard mm-hmm. but i i kind of always watch her and think like i didn't know how it was going to be like yeah. i i know what it entails but i've never really thought about like literally having milk come out of my nipples or mm. like it's just it's a strange thing I, the way they put it on show is like not like this could happen to anyone but like this sense of it really is a full body experience yeah. and it really takes over who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like a universal message. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. And the, um, yeah, honestly, I don't really have much to add to that. Thank you. <laughs> Put it well. Thank you. Um, I think also I was thinking about when you were saying earlier about the, her little like snipes and things like mm. that about, um, that were like very overtly feminist. I like the way that they were received by her mom. Yeah. I thought that was, again, very relatable. Like, um, you know, millennial slash Gen Z to Second parent wave, who's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And because I think that a lot of, yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot of um, these relationships are kind of like portrayed in media as like kid says something, you know, feminist or progressive and their mum's like, oh, you don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, it, you know, and our, like our parents are not that 
old. Like, no, not. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's not really that believable with the way that she was. Cause, and I think that was like, I've related to that a lot where the mum's like, oh, yes, but you know, it's okay. Like, this is who you mm. are. And like, good for you, but also like, chill out. <laughs> Take yeah. a chill pill kind of thing. I really liked that kind of yeah. dynamic. And I think I was actually thinking about this the other day when I was re watching it because something that I was thinking about when I was watching it was the very, very opening scene is Claudia Carvin who's dancing like in a bra and undies mm. and there's a vibrator on the floor. Yes, yeah. And I thought that was such an interesting opener because when I kept watching the episodes, I got to like episode five or six and I was like, that scene is different to what she is as a character. Yeah. And I was confused. I kept watching it. I was like, I don't quite get why they opened with that and then didn't. And then I realized at the moment when um, the dad starts having the affair and then she has sex with Hernandez, there's another scene where she's suddenly drinking and a bit drunk and just with a wine in her hand when they decide to separate and she's just dancing around the house by herself and no one else is mm-hmm. home. And that's when I realized, oh, it's actually a symbol. It's recurring because in between this period of time, she's gone from being planning to leave that day yeah. and being like so carefree with the vibe on the floor, the music on, like mm-hmm. she doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. to being completely a prisoner yeah. to this thing that's happened between her and sort of like the person she shares a grandchild with yeah and also what's happened with her daughter and this yes. complete transformation of like the her husband's back in the home and all these con- like really controversial traumatizing things mm-hmm. sort of and then you see like again later on like her come back to that when things start to normalize yeah and i kind of forgot like i was i at first i was like why did they have that scene that doesn't make sense and then when i saw this ah there it is yeah it's like her character coming together like she kind of lost it in the middle yes and did you also notice and um it was only like very very briefly mentioned but ollie says to um santi that when that when her parents met they were in the airport and her mum was on her way to Spain to meet her boyfriend. Yes. So again, it's like that. I know that Spain is different to Chile, but like <laughs> that Spanish, like the music, the yeah. dancing, that's like obviously like a recurring, like a, a love or a yeah. passion that she has. It's not just to do with the man that yeah. she was like having an affair with. Yes. I guess at that point I was like, is it, a f- I guess they're having an emotional affair prior. It's not like she's just like kind of taking on the tokenistic yeah. things to impress someone. She's yes. like genuinely got an interest and that's, yeah. I think they do the same thing with Ollie. Like she's so, um, she, her pronunciation is brilliant. I mm-hmm. think, I mean, I obviously don't know, but like what I can, from what I can tell, they don't just like let her say like the words Like she, she attempts to say them correctly always. Yeah. Um, engage with the culture and all that sort of thing. I think that's kind of like showing this mutual respect that she has. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they're both, both actors are actually, um, Chilean Australian. How do you how do you know Natalie is? Um, I read on the internet. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember where exactly, <laughs> but I can find. I'll I'll give you my receipts. Yeah, it's interesting. No, I mean, I don't... yeah, because when I said that, Hannah was like, "Oh, that's her pronunciation is so good." Because it is like it's spot really on. Good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was gonna say I really liked the way they sort of. I think one of the controversial parts of the series, the part that kind of makes you either love or hate and like have like a sway of opinion of the characters is the relationship breakdown between Lockie and Ollie. Because yeah. I think there's multiple scenes where there's sort of a controversial interaction where you actually don't know. I, I think the people I side with is different to other people's experiences in those in those situations. Because mm-hmm. you've got a situation where both parties have cheated on their respective partners and that's how they've gotten that how Ollie's gotten pregnant. Yes. And then Oh, I thought that Santi wasn't with his girlfriend. Like I thought it was like questionable when they got together. I think it might have been questionable, but I remember on the when she's leaving the house and getting in that girl's ute. Yeah. Um, she says like, 
oh, you didn't even have sex, but suddenly you have a baby. Like, she makes, like, a reference saying, like, oh. that he was, like, pretending not to have had sex with her. Okay, right. Yeah, so I think that's, like, maybe... Okay, like, you wouldn't that. say that if... Yeah. No. Um, but I like the way that they... So the, the sort of issue is, is that Lockie, her current boyfriend's been cheated on. They haven't had sex together yet. And then she kind of doesn't make time to talk to him about any of the issues because she's just, like, so overwhelmed with having to have a baby, which mm. I completely understand. But she's also cheated on her boyfriend, who's now not telling his dad that it's not his, and her parents also think it's his. Yeah. So there's, like, this whole swirl of emotion. Yeah. And there's a bunch of, like, brutal argument scenes, essentially. Yes, because he, first of all, offered to kind of... He's like, I won't say anything. Like, mm. we'll pretend it's mine. I don't we'll think, give it away. Yeah, exactly, because they were going to give it um, the baby up for adoption. Mm. And it was going to be, like, kind of done. Yeah, I think they do, like... There, There's a certain pure innocence to their argument like they're both just being selfish young people yeah and wanting to know like right now what's going on with them and i think it's fair enough like both parties are right and wrong in their own ways yeah i think the way that um because i honestly forgot about that Mm. because it happens quite early in the season and i think that the way that they resolve things and like Lockie moves on to kind of like experiment with sexuality and they become friends mm. i think she, I don't he know. actually confides in her for assistance with the guy he's seeing at the time yeah exactly so i think that way and initially when i saw that i was like oh that's way too like you know mature for high school but then mm. i was like but she's had a baby so yeah. <laughs> it like kind of changes well, the I dynamic think, I, I think that's the thing it's like kind of just they both have to demand more of themselves immediately because i've been through this experience together even though he's not yeah. the father, like it's quite an emotionally traumatizing like relationship and the end is quite brutal where he like says like i hate you yeah like it's really awful mm-hmm. but then i think he there's also a scene where he first hooks up with this guy zach um sort of in front of the whole school and ollie kind of approaches him like you humiliated me and he's like well how do you think i felt when you had a baby that wasn't mine yeah and the whole like and it's like this really like i think it is a mature conversation like a meeting of the minds where it's like well hang on a second ollie just because you've had a baby and everyone's looking at you doesn't mean you have this monopoly on you know controversy at the moment yeah i need to consider my feelings as well mm-hmm. and obviously she's just like oh she's exhausted fair enough yeah i think she has rights to be more exhausted and more you know annoyed than anyone else in the show but at the same time it's like he's just asking you for some clarity and some mm-hmm. respect and that's not that hard yeah you, because she knew what she wanted and i think it was a good examination of like it's not hard to ask for like boundaries mm-hmm. even when someone's like struggling with something like you, yeah you, it's not hard to ask for transparency yes exactly and to be honest when i started watching it i think um santi because he's often shown like um smoking weed and skipping school mm. he's kind of like uh painted in the first few episodes as the drop kick yeah and so it's kind of like i thought it was kind of be going to be one of those typical storylines it's like oh the smart girl like falls in love with the drop kick and mm. some you know something bad happens yeah and it kind of like flipped that yeah um as it went on and as like the viewers get to know santi and you know we find out lots of things about him how he is with his family yeah. um how he kind of he he really like kind of um embraces being a dad yeah. immediately which is not really the you know typical storyline for this kid who has been painted as the dropkick i like that yeah the sort of drugs do not define the level yeah. of accountability this person has all the interests that they have yeah i like that like they're not you're not as a read as a viewer you're not positioned to hate characters based on the fact that they've drank 
yeah. the fact that they smoked a joint, mm-hmm. the fact that they've skipped school. It yeah. doesn't define their character. You move on quite quickly from these feelings. Yeah. Same with the parents who are having affairs. You, mm. Like I often like find it so easy to hate certain characters for their ethical choices and their yeah. moral dilemmas. Mm-hmm. With this, no, I, I never felt like that. I honestly was just like, huh, it's interesting because they've brought this in, but they have not tried to like really challenge my view of them. Yeah. They've just tried to kind of like bring in a new perspective mm-hmm. and kind of like normalize like most young people try weed. Yeah. That's quite normal. Yeah. Um, and I really like that. I also just like the, like the friendship support. Like Vince is like, they're smoking weed all day together, but they're still asking each other important questions. Like why yeah. can't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was actually a very uh, different example of a male friendship yeah. on the screen. Now that I think about it, I guess I two just... normal males. Like yeah. High school males. Like they, I think that's the other thing is that they make them look like school kids. Mm. They make them look like there's the makeup is really done like yeah. norm like they look like i don't even think that she's wearing much makeup like throughout the series no i like, don't I think so and there's a lot of personality to them still like mm-hmm. they just look like they're 17 they don't look like again like they're 28 year olds with fucking ice coffees and you know bmws like yeah. it's not that vibe it's just like this simplistic actually what it's like mm-hmm. because the storyline does that for you it doesn't yeah. have to be done up in an outfit yeah, exactly. No, I liked it. I think um, also there's been, and this is, I don't think this is the first show to do this, but I think it's one of the shows that's done it the best where we're kind of not really seeing, like there's not like the, the bad characters and the mm. good characters. It's kind of a bit more true to what humans are like yeah. in real life. Like there's lots of shades of gray, like, you know, in quotes, good people do bad things yeah. and sometimes bad people do good things, blah, 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 all that stuff. So with the what you were saying, like they weren't necessarily painted as like, bad character incoming mm. like you know get on the piano keys yeah no one's really given that music cover. no yeah, no one's given that narrative no exactly because even the dad who like for the most part ollie's dad is painted as like he's not he's the a drop best kid. dad yeah exactly he's, he's still got stuff he exactly cares, but he's just not doing that well yeah exactly he's you like in a more typical mainstream piece of media would be like we hate that guy. He's yeah. useless. And now, oh, now he's gone and had an affair. Yeah. But it, like the way that he was, um, like the way that his character was built and the plot went, it's like you kind of, he was endearing. He spent a lot of time with the baby yeah. looking after Struggling him, with it. Struggling with the baby. He was quite, he was like quite hurt by the like news of his divorce. Mm. He was quite endearing sometimes. Like he got along with, um ollie and i think that also another thing that i thought when it started is like oh ollie like hates her mom and her dad who's absent gets to be the fun one who's her favorite yeah and it didn't really evolve like that yeah it was kind of like ollie was like aware of the issues that her dad had and she i don't know her her um relationship with her parents was very i didn't think and i didn't see it as something that was like front and center it was kind of just like normal yeah i don't know it's very like you know we have fights then we're best friends and i need my mum when i'm sad and my dad is an idiot sometimes but, but... I, she sees them as people yeah exactly and it's kind of nice because she's not putting them on this weird pe- parental pedestal like yeah. most kids do especially that it's just like it's at this time in her life when she's beginning to see them as like people with flaws mm. but it doesn't define her relationship with them yeah there's a quite a good bounce back rate and the thing is like yeah even with the dad like in times where he was being a idiot like when mm-hmm. he goes and abuses Sandy's dad and goes and sees the lawyer about the birth certificate all this drama mm-hmm. you just go oh stop yeah stop it Dom <laughs> like you're just like for god's sake pull your head in like I never get like furious with him I'm like oh he's doing it again yeah. oh and but you know because mm-hmm. you know someone like that because yeah it's like it's everyone's dad a bit yeah yeah and it's like it's just like 
a bit of a dilemma because you can tell where he's coming from. Yeah, He's exactly. a bit emotional. He's highly strung. He doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. He feels, like, helpless. Yeah. He's drowning a bit. And that, that's understandable. Yes. And then you've got, like, you're exhausted for the mum who's at the hospital and she's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. She's like, please do your HC part-time. Like, please. And just suggesting all these logical things. Mm. And she's just like, I'm... So, you can tell she's like, I'm so proud. I've got a daughter that's this strong. Yeah. Like, I love the part <laughs> where she just goes into the ground and she's like, she's so fucking ungrateful. Oh, yes. I was like, that's exactly how I was with my mother at that yeah. age. I was like, oh, I'm going to be ducks and I'm going to go to Harvard. I, and it was the most ridiculous set of goals. I was I was Ollie in year 11. Like, I completely get that. Yeah. And my mum would always turn around and be like, jeez, I pushed you out of my vagina. You have no appreciation. <laughs> and when I watched that scene, I was like, oh, my mum should watch this. Like, I told my sister and my mum, I was like, you have to watch this show. Like, it is such a good show for yeah. families. Like, it's it's surprising like i also like that it's quite it's a show that should be aimed at teenagers but it's actually more aimed at us yeah because there's, it's ma there's some really explicit material in mm-hmm. there there's a lot of swearing there's a lot of graphic scenes but at the same time it's aimed at an adult audience who really can look back on it and be like that's brilliant yeah it's a brilliant agree. brilliant rendition of the high school experience yes and it's like my sister could watch it i mean it's probably like she's 15 mm. she could watch it even though it's like oh she'd be probably like just on the cusp yeah but like my mom and i and my sister would enjoy watching that together so much yeah exactly mm. i think well i think the younger audience um who are like watching people their own age would still really enjoy it but yes. i think that people our age and older probably get more from it yeah exactly and just something else i realized just i'm realizing so oh many things oh my god things. this is like a year of realizing year <laughs> of realizing things um it's i don't think about her ever but that I use that quote a lot. I don't know why. Is that it kind of like was when I was when I was just thinking like her relationship with parents is just like very normal. Like the show was kind of like not hyper focused on any of the relationships, mm. but they were also like such a pivotal. I don't know. It was just very like realistic in terms of how it bounced. Yeah, yeah. because it's like all of the. I mean, obviously, like Ollie and Santi's relationship were at the was at the like front Mm. but i think that the relationship that was the show was all about was like ollie's relationship with her baby yeah and i liked that my one comment is i think there was 20 babies they used in that show did you notice that i didn't think to notice you didn't notice that no that was the one prevailing comment for me at the end i was like every baby had a different amount of hair (laughs) i knew that some were like i knew that like I just, I, I could, they were all different ages all the knew. time. I knew. And the second time I watched, I was like, Haley, let's check this baby. Haley, check this baby. Like, and she was like, yeah, I saw that too. Like, it was, no, sorry. You can probably find out how many if babies you they you worked used. on Bump and you listen to this, please don't take this as like an enduring <laughs> comment. I loved it. It was actually funny to watch and be like, that was the baby from three scenes ago, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, I don't think I think that. That's actually good to know though. Because I thought that was like extremely obvious. So if this wasn't, it means I was looking too closely. Yeah, I mean, I think you um, consume things with a hypercritical lens a lot of the time. Me? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying people. And I was like, specifically. <laughs> no, 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 you, I, I think. I'm extremely attentive to detail. Yeah. I think it's because I always wanted to work in the industry, but don't. Yeah. So I, I watch things differently. I also watch things many times. Do you know, I actually, yeah, I know. Like when I said that I loved Bump, because Hannah finished it before me. And then I was like, oh my God, Bump. No, wait. <laughs> no, you, you started it before me. Yeah. Anyways, um, and ha- anyway, we're talking about it when we're both finished and Hannah's like, yeah, I think I'm going to watch it again next week. And I was like, that's good. But you always do that. You're like, yes, I've watched the Hillary documentary four times. Well, it's because I think this is fair. 
I watch things really fast. Yeah. So I watched the first, like I watched Bump. I started it at 9 p.m. on my day off. Mm-hmm. And then I took a break at 1.30 a.m. Oh, to sweep my floor and eat a piece of toast. It was toast. strange. <laughs> it was because I was watching. Strong woman. So I watched the first eight episodes downstairs. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was looking around and realized like my housemates would be back tomorrow from like their Christmas holiday sort of mm-hmm. thing. So then I was like, got to be clean up. I haven't done it because I've been too busy watching Bump. Yeah. So I swept downstairs, like wiped the kitchen bench down, made myself a cup of tea and a piece of toast, mm-hmm. finished them, looked around, thought, okay, now I'm ready to continue. Yeah. Went upstairs, proceeded to finish the show, and I finished it at 3 a.m. Okay. So, you so I watched it in, in one sitting virtually, but I went, I, I swept it and went upstairs in between. Yeah. Oh, I kind of savored it a little bit, no. but I did it on purpose because I was like, but I, just I don't wanna... savor it because I can watch it again. But I just want it like the first time. Is nothing I like know, the first time. Act- oh, is there nothing like the first time? <laughs> well, luckily. <laughs> yeah, thank, God, thank God on my end too. Thank God. But yes, yeah, so I did it in one sitting. And I, I get what you mean. Like, there's nothing quite like watching it in like the first time when you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But for me, like, I'm an all or nothing person and I cannot savor anything. I am like the person who like eats their dessert in three bites because I'm like, oh, it's too good. Oh, no, I like to savor. Uh-uh. Because I'm like, smaller bites aren't as satisfying. I like to eat things with a small spoon and have lots of spoons of it. Mm, yeah, my mum does the same thing. We get it. You're boring. <laughs> that was really weirdly mean. Take that out. Um, Hannah's roasting me. I don't today. know why I'm just a bit mean streak. <laughs> but anyway. Do you know one of my other favorite things that I really related to is when at the end, because they've basically like Ollie and Santi, or Ollie has decided like we need to break up because it's never going to work. Yes. And then Santi's like, why don't we just see how it goes? And she was just like, I never thought of that. Yes. (laughs) I was like, that's actually so relatable. Yeah. (laughs) I love that because honestly, when that sort of stuff happens in movies, you're like, this is the greatest tragedy of all. Like it's like, there's there's no sort of logical coming back. Yeah. I liked how this comes, especially between teenagers. Yeah. Like, of course, like, I'm, we are both the type A, like, headstrong person mm. who's like, my way or the highway. Yeah. And then, like, when my partner's like, but have you just, like, taken a second to think, like, stop being fucking cranky, bitch? <laughs> I'm like, oh. So- Inspiring. Thank you so much. I never would have thought of that myself. <laughs> but honestly, he's usually right. Like, I yeah. need to, like, sleep or eat. And, like, she needed to do both of those things. Yeah. But sorry, I don't mean, like, I was being a cranky bitch. I just mean, like, sometimes there comes this, like, other angle. Mm. It's like, you're making these decisions, but you haven't even consulted me. Yeah. And, like... And you haven't even seen... Like, you don't even know... We don't know what tomorrow's going to be like. Yeah, bridge the gap. Like, it's Mm. not... Yeah. Yeah. It was very much... Yeah, like, I found that... I mean, I think, like, I related to Ollie a lot. I think, you know, her character has a lot of characteristics that I have in my real life. Yeah. So I found that I was just like, wow. Yeah, and even watching it in a 16-year-old, I was like, that is me in so many ways. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, I'm not even open to this other idea. And especially... Yeah, I Hannah's love... like, well, I'm going to Harvard, so I won't yeah, be available. I, I was never going to Harvard. <laughs> I can't even imagine wanting... I love that scene where she says, like, this lady from, like, the Young Global Leaders, like, that I met was, like, having a humble brag about, like, whether she, she got into Harvard and Columbia, she doesn't know which one to take. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> we all know someone like that. Yeah. You know, it's so painful. Yeah. Especially in high school, like everyone's just like, Ugh. yeah, I completely get it. Like she's an excellent person. Who's like, you can tell she's up in her head about it so much that she's made the decision. Mm. And then she hasn't even considered to consult. Always me. Always. Yeah. Not a bad thing either, but it's like, it's like, it, it was really refreshing to see him go, Ollie, like, 
chill out. out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. I hate too. that my partner is so much more mellow than me and is yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he didn't say, I mean, it's actually different, it's different a, connotations. It's not a like, chill out. why don't you just relax? It's I shouldn't like, have said that. It's, yeah. it's, it's very much a like, well, I really am enjoying this. And so like yeah. you're making these decisions about what's going to happen that hasn't happened yet. So yeah. let's just get some perspective. I also think that it was just a really nice way to end because like, you know, he proposed. Mm. So the ending could have been like they're engaged and they're going to get married. No. The ending could have been Ollie been being like, you like we need to break up because it's never going to go anywhere yeah. so i thought like the ending there's just like oh okay yep we're gonna break up it's like how about we just see how this goes oh okay yeah like it was just again and then very the, the final moment is her with her baby again by themselves yeah yeah and i'm so glad he wasn't there yeah sorry santi it's not even about santi it's just about like again i think you're absolutely right i hadn't thought of it from that angle but, like it always comes back to just her and baby jay yeah exactly because like that was so pivotal because at the start she's just like it's just me and I baby. don't want anything like, mm. like I don't want anything to do with this, this baby. baby it's just yeah. yeah and it kind of grew and I guess it was highlighted by the fact that she didn't know she was pregnant mm. so she literally went from in a matter of hours from like being a regular person with no child to having a baby mm. to look after so she went through all of these like I really liked how she didn't because you know how when usually when it's portrayed like a woman gives birth and it's just like oh my god this is my world in my yeah. arms and there was none of that it was like get that thing away from me yeah like, she literally said that up, yeah, yeah exactly and then she kind of had to come to a decision on her own yeah. and then like wanted to prioritize her baby's life but also didn't want to like put hers on the back burner i really liked how <laughs> there was this pivot between like i don't want it and well i did the research and her long-term outcomes mean yeah <laughs> I, just lo- I just love it it's clever because it's not too much or too little yeah and it's not defining her choice by like something she read on the internet it is but it's like it's managing to do that in a way that doesn't seem like it should define anyone else like who's watching the show yes you know what i mean you know when a show like does something and you think like I love that because it's simple and it's effective. It's not like forcing that opinion on anyone. Mm. It's just like a clever plot line. Yeah, it just wasn't a sneaky get around. Exactly, it wasn't just her waking up and being like, "Oh my god, I if I it. really love this baby, I could never get up for yeah, give it up exactly. for adoption." It's like a practical like. Yeah. Someone like Ollie would change her mind like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and then she goes, "Now I'm going to develop my relationship with this yeah. baby." Yeah. Love it. Love it. Ten out of ten. ten out- well, I actually gave it four out of five stars, so that's rough now that we're going to say ten out of ten, but ten that's out of ten. Low. In terms of the actual, the, the genre it fits into, ten out of ten. Yeah, 100%. I have, don't think, I, I've never seen anything like it. I wouldn't know what to compare it to. If you found us just totally relatable and quirky, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, head to cheekmedia.com.au to tide you over until then. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>